Welcome to Pelly Talks, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls, who deliver you affordable tour performance, same performance, half the price. Check them out at www.seedgolf.com and try them today. On today's show, we have the director of golf from Mount Juliet, Matt Saundercock, but first, roll it there, Roisin. Cause we're gonna be I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you get at? Thank you for pressing play. I am here looking out onto the Guards driving range here in Mount Juliet, down in Kilkenny, black and amber. For me, there's only one black and amber. That's Austin Stacks GA Club in Tralee. Hello to all my fellow teammates, or former teammates down there. I'm sitting down here with the director of golf here at Mount Juliet, um, previously of Sunning Day for a good seven years, and now here for a couple of years with family and parents and all. Um, Matt Sandercock, welcome to the show. Thank you, nice to be here. Nice to have you down with us today. Sun is out, so all positive so far today from Mount Juliet. <laughs> We're promised a, a sprinkling of rain around one or two o'clock when I'm due to tee off, so um, don't worry, the Irish skin is waterproof in my eyes. It's, it changes quick enough, so hopefully 10 minutes later you'll be back in the dry. So, so in terms of a little bit about you, I tend to uh, ask the guests um, who come on and say yes, everyone who said yes so far, so thank you for your time initially. So, Matt Sandercock, English in Ireland. We won't talk about 800 years or anything, but okay. So how did you get into golf in the first place? Uh, it's a family game, really. My whole family play. Uh, my granddad was big into the game. He really enjoyed it. Uh, so I naturally took it up alongside him. My stepdad also plays. Uh, my uncle's was a very good player. So it's kind of natural progression that I had to uh, keep it going. So, so I did. I took up at Holsley in Devon. So it's a small golf club. Uh, strange fact at the time, they had no bunkers. So my first five years, probably as a junior golfer, I had no sand to practice any bunker play. So maybe not the strength of my game anymore, but it was, uh, that's how we started down in Devon. So yeah, it was good. And what age were you ballpark when you, when you picked up the game? Were you young, seven, mid? Seven, seven or eight was when I really started. And I just kind of took it more seriously again around 11, I would say, just when you're a child that age, there's football for me and there was uh, every other sport under the sun. So it was good. I enjoyed golf, enjoyed the most probably. So we'll kind of work, uh, not backwards, but forwards for once on this show. And Director Goff, now, so when did, when was the competitive event when you said, okay, golf is it for me and it's going to be my career? When when did that notion occur to you? I would say I was around 13 or 14. I was quite young. Quite early then. Uh, I was playing county golf, regional golf. Kind of just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole aspect. I was finding that already I was enjoying helping other people with their game more than I was playing the game. So. Uh, I was playing, I was, I was winning, I was competing, and well, that wasn't a problem, but I actually found the coaching aspect of 
helping somebody else out on the golf course a little easier. And that's what worked for me then was I kind of decided when I was probably 15, there wasn't anything else. My headmaster was very good in our school and uh, he would just happily let me go off on a Thursday afternoon and play and work in the golf club and, and learn what I was going to do. He, he also told me you'll never make a living as a professional golfer, but it's kind of been okay so far. <laughs> 15 years on, it's, uh, it's doing me proud so far. Yeah, who, who got the last laugh there, headmaster? <laughs> So, um, you turned pro at uh, ballpark what age? I turned pro on my 18th birthday. And my oh, yeah. last amateur event was the Sunday. I was 18 the next morning. Um, and I had a, a really good send off. My last amateur event was the first county final for my club they reached. We had a great day there. It was probably the, probably the highlight, really, of my days. Because it's very rare you play golf as a, a team. And that was a team event. And we led the team out and we won our games. And it was very much a kind of a, a big moment previous day was my only ever hole-in-one so my last Saturday as an amateur was a hole-in-one on my last par three and the next day was the county finals with the club so I was kind of happy signing off as I did. You were living on cloud nine I'd say that week huh? I'd already been taken in for a job at Bovey Castle so I was already in 17 and took me out of college to work for them as their assistant so I'd had a really good couple of breaks uh, Graham Webb was the pro there at Holsley and he really looked after me throughout my career all the way up to now and Stocking Vega and he's part of Vega brand, so we kind of stay friends. And he's been a big influence there on my golfing career today. Super. So that couple of years was that part of your PGA qualification, or it was? Yeah, it was part of my PGA. Uh, Bovey were great. They looked after me. They paid my paid my subs for my three years to work there, and and that was a big ask. I mean, you look at now, it's it's quite a cost to turn pro. So for for a club or a facility to look after the assistant it means a lot, and you also you give them a lot of honour back and you treat them well. Super. So, next step, I think, on the CV, I see Sunningdale. Yeah, so Sunningdale came along. Uh, 2010, I joined Sunningdale in the March. I'd done five years there, but we New owners had come in, and I just felt that it was time to, to change. I wasn't really expecting Sunningdale, to be honest. There's a few options that were just out there, and I applied. And then uh, Keith Maxwell rang me the, a couple of weeks later and asked me, playing interview, Saturday morning, 8.45 on the first day at Sunningdale, never been there. Uh, three hours later, the round was complete. That's good timing. Yeah, Sunningdale prides itself on quick golf, and, and the boss, as I would still call him there, he uh, he definitely prides himself on quick golf, so we skipped the round, had a great time, um, and we just enjoyed it, the whole atmosphere, I mean, two great forces there, and the membership is strong, and it's obviously a high-profile membership, so... It was a really enjoyable seven years I then took upon there working with those guys. Uh, so teaching professional there and um, we'll get into Mount Julian in a second because it's been on my hit list for nigh on nearly 20 years. But we'll get into your teaching a little bit. So what would be your approach to so like anyone who's on the internet or even people in Dublin. So like we're only an hour away, an hour and a bit away from Dublin. So it's within reach for lessons uh, or even if you go the other way, Waterford, Waterford isn't too far away. So just to learn a bit more about you and your approach to teaching. So so what would be your approach to teaching be? I'd be a big follower of, say, Brian Manzella as a golf coach. So I took on a lot of his uh, learning learning items, I suppose, and on courses with him, learned his style of golf. And it's very much the simple style of golf, making yourself do the work. But I work heavily with TrackMan, so I'd be a, a TrackMan certified professional there, so I can give coaching through the use of TrackMan here. We have the four E's. So it's the latest technology it allows me to read every data from the ball and the club and 
and make it as easy as I can for you guys because realistically it sounds complicated but I do the I do the science and you do the hitting which is a lot simpler way to put it so <laughs> we do the easy bit huh yeah you do the simple part so that's how I work it it's quite simple it's making yourself work for yourself making it natural so when you fall back onto the golf course you know what what your pluses are and what you can fall onto it's not about reinventing a draw into a cut or a cut into a draw it's it's play to your strengths and that was one of the main reasons there for, for Paul McGinley bringing me over on the basis of my coaching and the way I'd assisted with him and understanding that his main philosophy was the DNA of the golf swing has to be your own. So again, you make your golf swing yours. It's not a textbook, hence the world of Matt Wolf coming out the, out the doors now and John Ram and Tony Fee now. I mean, it's no surprise these guys are at the top of the leaderboard and they're not all textbook swings. So you've got to make your own swing and your own body work for you. Um, we're on a working golf course. This is a working men's podcast, so there is leaf blowers and soaking in the background. It'll add to the atmosphere here in Mount Julius. No, definitely. I suppose one question I have, and I've never done it, and I don't know if you do it, is in terms of range lessons versus on the course lessons. Do you do any of that? Do you mix it up? Yep. I would certainly I would do a lot of uh, range lessons generally. Golf course is a place where the pressure changes. It's not always that beneficial. I would always like to do a playing lesson with a client just so they know how I would manage that golf course. Sometimes, if you're struggling with a driver on the first, for instance, why keep hitting it? There's enough reasons. And one of my main things I've always done when it comes to playing is work backwards. Where's the 150 yard distance from the green? Because 150 yards, you can play the game, whether it's an eight iron, a nine iron, a six iron, you know what you're hitting. Quite often you see people smash a driver to 95 yards and have no clue for 95 yards. That's me, that's me. <laughs> so I like to work it backwards, make it a little simple work out what distances you're good at, you're great from 130, so what do I need to get to 130? At that start of things, simple enough, but a lot of people overlook looking back into work and agreeing back to the I've kind of applied myself in trying to get better, I suppose with the last three years, and I've tried to document that blah de blah on Instagram and Twitter and all those lovely places, and in the last nine months, that mantra is kind of what's really improved me, is keep it as simple as possible and map out, I don't I'm not good from 90 yards. I'm good from 120. I'm closer with a seven iron than a gap wedge, right? So like that, just just work your um, keep it to your like work within your own constraints. Definitely, so it's a good way. So I tell pro, see years ago now in 2018, that was 18, sorry, and I actually went to play an ability test without any woods in my bag. I went with a three iron down to wedge and played the golf course started with six straight bogeys and thought this is a disaster. Silly idea. Three iron snap on the sixth tee. Naturally? No, yeah, just snap. I think it was caught in the poop, honest, <laughs> without the cap. And then I made 30 bars in a row to breeze through qualify. But it kind of highlighted to me on that day that play to your strengths and learn your distances and can make the game a lot simpler than the driver on the tee and then knee deep in the park in the, in the tree somewhere. So uh, keep on the fairway. That's one thing I try not to mention on every podcast, but I have to know there's one thing about the Hinch is there is zero trees. <laughs> but there's bunkers, so you mightn't get on too good. <laughs> I've never played here. So for those listening who maybe haven't played here or maybe haven't played in a long time, there's 18 holes out there. What can I expect? Well, you can expect World Championship level golf course. Expect a few trees around, like you said. A bit different to the Hinch there. Uh, we've been known for our greens, I guess that's common knowledge, we've been uh, always been renowned for our greens here, Tiger coming to the back, the Amex days, Phil coming to the back as well, so 
a great golf course, it's fair, it's playable for all levels. It's a live tee box, generally in action there, so five different locations with the set and course up. It makes it playable for everybody. You can see that with the score and it's never, you don't get many 45, 46 point winners, so it keeps it fair. Handicap definitely in reach, I'll just say it's a uh, yeah, good control of distance, I like. Know your yardages. Yeah, that's the one, trust them. So of all the holes, or generally golf courses have a signature hole, and this is a Jack Nicklaus signature golf course, so I'm, I'm assuming there's more than a couple, but for you, which would your favourite hole be out here that I can look forward to in about four hours? I tell you, you need to pay that leaf blower a hell of a lot more money. You have a busy job, so we'll let you get back to that. I need to hit those facilities to get ready for the for my round of golf and get me yardages in. So everyone that comes on is subject to a Spanish Inquisition style quick fire Q and A. So Matt Sandercock, are you ready for this? Yep, let's go. And the leaf blower has stopped as well, so Stop. even better. Right. So what would your walk-on song be? Same as walking onto the tee. We'll living on a prayer. Wondering. Excellent. My sister will love that one. Gym or pizza? Pizza. Hat, visor or bucket hat? I got a tiny little head so I have to be a lady's hat. Happy Gilmore or Tin Cup? I'm a happy man. Guinness or Heineken? Guinness. Lehinch or Port Marnock? Port Marnock. Walk or cart? Walk. Win the Open or win the Masters? Ooh. I'll take the Masters. Sunningdale though. Okay, uh, would you rather drive it like Dustin Johnson or drive it like Zach Johnson? I need to drive it more like Zach Johnson. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Play or practice? Practice. Thank you very much for your time, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you all morning. I've distracted you all morning, so if your superiors are on you for things not being done, it's my fault. Uh, leave your, leave your uh, complaints in the descriptions below. Thank you very much for your time. If anybody... Um, it's looking to play Mount Juliet. Don't be me. Don't wait 20 years to get here. It's fantastic. Can't wait to play. Thank you very much for your time, Matt. No problem. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. That was Matt Saundercock, Director of Golf at Mount Juliet. Again, please excuse the audio there in parts. I actually had to delete a couple of really well-answered questions by Matt, but hopefully we'll get back to Mount Juliet sooner rather than later. Thanks for persevering. Thanks for pressing play. Hit the show a follow. Maybe don't base your rating and review on this particular episode. Look at the other 15 and if you're looking for some better quality, especially in terms of audio. Sorry again about that. But do please share the show with your family and your friends. Thank you for pressing play. Until we teed up again soon, I'm Paddy.